Hey, well, thank you all for joining us here on our show today of Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. I want to thank you all for, for being here. You know, it's really cool when you have a chance to talk to folks on the, the show and the podcast multiple times. And this is one of our favorites and one of our great guests. Uh, he is the CEO and chairman and founder of Jushi Holdings, uh, Mr. Jim Cassiapo. Jim, how are you, man? How are you doing? Awesome, Vern. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having having us. Really appreciate it. No, man, it's always fun to have you on the show. I mean, how many times I get to talk to a guy who, you know, went to Colgate, went to Harvard, ran at least a couple of hedge funds and started and, and decided four years ago to do something really, really crazy, you know, like start a multi-state cannabis company. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is, it is crazy, you know, and you're exactly right. It's, you're exactly right. It's a big endeavor, you know. I mean, just think of it. Four years ago, we had no revenue. Now we have 200, we had, we had 210 million in revenue last year. I mean, that's it, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know. It is. It is. It's a lot of fun. It, it is awesome. You've been very successful uh, in, in, in this endeavor called Jushi Holdings, man. And this is beautiful what's going on. Talk to us about, like, what's your advantage? What's your secret sauce? What, what keeps you performing? I mean, you make great acquisitions. You know, your numbers are good. All this stuff. Why? What's the, what's, what's the advantage? You know, I think, listen, I think I started the company, right? Yeah. I had been invested, you know, as you said, two couple, I started a couple big hedge funds, multi-billion dollar hedge funds, but quite successful. Didn't need to do this, uh, but was, you know, really, you know, loved yeah. the cannabis business, right? Um, and and uh, was investing in it for several years before I started Jushi. And the reason why I started it, because I didn't see any good management teams. Uh, I didn't see the discipline, the process. And I was like, you know, this is such a difficult business. And, you know, the federal illegality really does create, I, you know, to be quite yes. honest with you, I underestimated. I knew it was tough. <laughs> Everybody it was says that, Jim. Jim. Everybody <laughs> I talk to says, man, I know it's, a, you know, I know it's bad. I know it's tough. Yeah, I know it's yeah. crazy. But it's it, what I thought it was is not even close to reality. Yeah, it's like some Keanu Reeves movie where you're moving in slow motion and everybody's moving around you faster because you got this 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 weight around you. Right. So 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 I think our secret sauce to answer your question is yeah. you know the management team, the thought process, the discipline. So we think about things, you know, uh, we analyze it, we we do a ton of numbers, and you know, it, it, you know, because of the industry, it's it being so difficult, you know. You have to make the right choices, right? It's 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 just that simple. So it's so we've we've um, raised, uh, uh, I believe, um, about a half a billion dollars of capital or more, and wow. between the debt and equity, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And and um, and 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 we allocate that. Like we can we can go do we can go do this or we can go do that. With, you know, different different deals. And, and, and it's not just deals, but how do you, where do you put that capital when you build out a rural processor in Pennsylvania? How big do you take it? When do you start it? You know, do you anticipate adult use? You know, opening the stores, you know, getting the stores open, putting the capital in that, getting to cash flow break even, all those kinds of things. 
And and so 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 there's not a lot of room to get it wrong in a you know yeah you make small wrong decisions that's okay that's to be expected right. but big wrong decisions we luckily haven't made one and I don't want to I mean it's just very very uh, difficult so I think the discipline the process around it meaning doing lots of work analyzing it and then you know make choosing a path and going forward I think that's really been our secret sauce. Oh, that's yeah, and I imagine now you said you you started this 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 chat out about talking about how just uh, the federal or lack of leadership basically from the Fed and and uh, it being basically an illegal proposition from the, from the Fed it makes it difficult. But what else? Once you get into it, what else uh, drives the difficult difficult nature of this business? Because like I said before, consistently that comes up. I mean, you talk to somebody for two minutes, they talk to you about how hard it is. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, the second, uh, the, 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 the second, because it's illegal federal, you rely a lot on states, uh, the state, the state regulators, um, uh, the state regulations are all different. So you, yeah. you, each state you operate in is much, much different. So you have to be aware of those laws, comply with those laws and operate in that environment on a competitive basis to make money. And then the regulators, they do, they do kind of really inconsistent things. I mean, and they, they, they sometimes be very good. And sometimes they just come out and are like, you know, what, what did you just do? Really? I mean, I mean how do you anticipate the inconsistencies, except knowing it will be. I mean, we're not we're not in New Jersey. I'll give you two examples. The state, yeah. we're, in, the state we're not in. They're right next to each other. New Jersey. We're not in. We're not in New Jersey. Yeah. A, 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 a few competitors, uh, competitors of ours in the in the in the in this field and and friends yeah. and competitors um, have put you know tons of t- hundreds of millions of dollars of capital into New Jersey. Because they made it federally, they, excuse me, they made it legal, you know, uh-huh. on adult use basis for medical. Right. And, and, and they built that. And, they, and and the regulators won't let them open it up. I mean, they yeah, still- that, Now, last week, I was baffled by what the hell happened last week in Jersey. I mean, I think it's coming. I, I'm not following it closely, so I shouldn't yeah. go out of my sphere of, okay. of real knowledge. But I will tell you this. I, I know the companies very well. And, and a couple of the early big ones, they were ready to go last summer. You're sitting there sitting on these assets sitting on these employees. They probably had to let employees go for almost a year. I mean, you're talking about nine months wow. and, and it's just craziness. Uh, and then um, uh, in Pennsylvania, we're one of the biggest yeah. in Pennsylvania. Right. They, they did a vape recall on distillate vapes and it was so- Was that like, out of the blue? Was that out of the blue? Every other state allows you to do it. They decided yeah. if you have distillate vapes and you add in terpenes, you know, that FDA approved terpenes that you 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 weren't allowed to do that because they weren't they weren't approved for inhalation or something like that. I forget exactly. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. And 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 so, you know, it's, it's just every other state is like fine with this. And they decide to do that. So they do that. And then and then and then, you know, the industry, we sue them. And and what happens next is the governor is aware of it this way. And 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 somehow the, the head of the health department and the number two quit because it looks like they were wrong. So we take them to court. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just been a they don't even put on a case. They don't even put on a case like literally no witnesses, nothing. We just put on our defense, you know, so we see how the judge rules. Now, listen, 
have a way to get around this. We, we have a hydrocarbon facility, which they delayed us opening, right? And so- Right there in Pennsylvania? We yeah. have it all ready to go. All brand uh -huh. spanking new, fabulous carbon, uh, a hydrocarbon facility. So it's ready to go. And they weren't giving us, they were delaying that for a number of months. So, you know, hydrocarbon wasn't included in this recall, which is distillate, you know? And so, yeah. so anyway, long story short, you know, we hope to turn that around in Q2 one way or the other with hydrocarbon and solventless, which we're doing anyway now. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. You know, why shouldn't the good state of Pennsylvania, uh, you know, distillate as you come from, comes from trim. Trim, you know, basically has no cost because yeah. it's a byproduct. And so right. it's a very, it's very inexpensive product. Patients love it. You know, why should patients be denied the cheapest product? You know, you kind of take, and then the hydrocarbon product is more expensive, you know, and, and uh, you know, we're doing it, uh, more expensive product, you know, and so like, I don't know, I don't get it, you know, you're taking away like a benefit to the patients uh, for some like, you know, crazy theory where you bring it, you do it, and then, you know, the industry challenges it, governor's like, what the hell happened? And then they quit. <laughs> And they quit. They just, oh, well, you know. So, so, like, anyway, that's, that's. I think that's a good example. No, that is a great example. I, I wonder because the the states are making their decisions. Do they? I mean, is there a movement amongst your peers to have moments of education with these folks before they go live? No, is that yeah, we, possible? Yes, it is. And I have to tell you, I, you know, I, I, I said, you know, it's one of the challenges that makes it difficult. Now, normally, yeah. normally it's, it's, a, it's a pretty straightforward process. It can take too long. You know, the, the state regulators yeah. have been overburdened with COVID. You know, they're health regulators, so they've been overburdened with COVID. They've had tough budgets. Um, you know, the, the cannabis brings in a lot of, you know, a lot of taxes, but right. they, don't give it that, they only give so much to the regulator and the rest of it goes into the general budget or wherever it's specifically going. So it brings in good money for the states, but, but um, the regulators are overburdened because the industry is growing so much and they're dealing with this COVID crisis. So yeah. they've actually done a very good job uh, for the most part considering, but you yeah. do get these big examples, you know, the New Jersey one being a prime example where it's like, you know, what, it, what's going on? You know, like, why are you like being capricious about this? I mean, people put all this capital in the ground, right. creating jobs. Uh, the, 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 pro the demand for the product is real, you know, you know, let's go. Is it enough? It, enough it's, it's, know? it's, it's gotta be amazingly frustrating. Hey, Jim, we're going to take a, a quick break. Yeah. And, and when we get back, I want to really get into some of the acquisitions you guys have, have been involved in and really talk, talk through that. Hey, I'm Vern Davis and I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Jim Cassiapo, who is the CEO, founder, Chairman of the Board of Jushi. Jushi is a multi-state operator that has been very successful in the last four years of its existence. We'll be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. I want to thank you all for joining us today on Plant Profits. Mike, chat today is with Jim Casiapo. Now, Jim is the CEO and founder of Jushi. Earlier, we were talking about your formula uh, for the success, and you you guys have been very successful in your and 
acquisitions and making sure that you do the due diligence and you get it right and that it's really paying off. I mean, you just look at them. And um, so how have you done it? And um, what has been what has been special about what you guys are doing that maybe differentiates you from that's a great question, Bert. So listen, in, yeah. the, in the beginning, you know, it's about the process you go through through and how you think through it, running the numbers. But, you know, you got to pick the right states. There was a lot of pressure to go to New York and Florida. We were in both. Uh, we got out of both very profitably. Yeah. The prices got just too high. And and so we, we, we used that initial capital that we raised. It got into Pennsylvania, which turned out to be the fastest growing medical state. And we got, we got 18 dispensaries um, for $80 million, yeah. right? Everybody was busy getting to go to New York and Florida and, and doing this in Illinois. And everybody was in, in, in Pennsylvania was kind of forgotten. We got 18 dispensaries for $80 million. And, and, and now people are paying between 50 and 120 for three dispensaries. Mm -hmm. So it was just tremendous foresight getting there early, showing up with hard cash dollars to entice mm -hmm. the sellers and getting a great price being a cash buyer. You know, and then, uh, you know, Virginia was another state like that. Everybody, again, was focused on different states going public. There was a formula out there. Prices went up in those states. And by the way, they haven't turned out great for people who bought in that time, like 2019. It has not been great in New York before mm. those buyers. Before, New York's been terrible. We went to Virginia for $33 million. We pick up a vertical license, probably the best license in cannabis because we have an exclusive right to serve Northern Virginia. Um, and then you have exclusivity in Northern, in Northern Virginia, we have exclusivity. Yep. As a medical That's market. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's going, it's, and, they, and it's also been the fastest moving, fastest moving regulatory change. So it's a sleepy medical market where you thought there might've been THC caps, you're only allowed one store yeah, and delivery, but now you, you, you're allowed to service, you know, uh, uh, through six stores that all can do delivery in your jurisdiction of that Northern Virginia, which has the, you know, the five best MSAs and the THC cap has completely gone away. Oh, that's great. And, yeah. and, 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 and we, they, they've got, they've allowed flower, which they didn't allow. So, and, and this, and we think patient access, which has been the big issue now is hopefully get solved pretty soon. Uh, there's 50,000 patients, but, 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 it, but there's a waiting list of almost 15,000 patients, you know, cause it's, the yeah. bureaucracy is so slow. So we think once they fix that, you know, the program will take off. Um, and, and they've already approved adult use in 2024. So $33 million for this license. I mean, somebody just paid this morning uh, before we went on $260 million for a New York license, which is one of 10, been a terrible state, deep black market in New York, $205 million, mostly all cash. So really a great deal. A GTI bought what I think is not the best license in, in uh, Virginia because it's, it's, it, it serves Southern Virginia, which is much more conservative, less populated, doesn't have the money. Right. Um, not your typical cannabis users gets you know more like the you know the deep south and 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 um, um, uh, much mm -hmm. more conservative. And, and they paid like 150 for that. And that was a, a year and a half ago. And the prices have gone up since then. So listen, I think we got a great deal there. We're executing on that deal. And I think the you know possibly the best deal we did we did you know we did um, a, a, a deal in Virginia uh, Illinois to buy four dispensaries two only two were operating medically they flipped to dull use we paid twelve and a half million dollars of cash and that wow. and that and that they now are doing eighty million in revenues I mean that's incredible wow yeah that's incredible yeah and there are, those eighty are million in revenues eighty million in revenues yeah flipped it to, we flipped all the stores to wow. adult use and we built two more and it was great 
Yeah. So listen, we, we have a really great track record. Obviously, yeah. think, about, think about those states. Yeah. I think Illinois is considered, you know, the strongest state, you know, uh, I think, an adult use program, the way it's structured, the way it's been executed upon. I think Pennsylvania is definitely the fastest growing uh, medical market. Mm-hmm. And I think it's between that and Florida, although, you know, more people are successful in Pennsylvania than Florida because Florida is so concentrated because of the way the regs work and it's a vertical only market. Right. So I think Pennsylvania has been better, uh, but Florida's a good market too. And then, and then Virginia, you know, that's a, you know, one of those markets with sort of the unique appeal of Jushi, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's it's cool. great. And that yeah. was, and those were all, you know, like what I call like license deals. We bought very little revenues and we yeah. built out licenses to our specifications, the stores to our specifications, which gives us a better sort of base of assets. So that's why we've had, Vern, I, I'm going beyond your question, but that's no, why we it's great. Fastest, fastest growing revenues because we started at zero, we're building out these licenses. It's just like having all this raw potential. We bought, it's like if we were real estate, we bought all the beachfront property, and then we just keep adding the structures yeah. on it and selling. You know, and so we're, we're doing no, a great you, job you've doing done it. that. And, and that, which means you, 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 you probably have a great team of folks that that's all they do, you know, to to execute something like that. It's so strategic what you're doing because, yeah, you go away, Jushi. You kind of go away from this idea that it's a land grab. As fast as you can get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, you're you're not everywhere. No, you're, you're in certain places. Yeah, and, and uh, there's there's a rhyme and reason, like you said said behind it. Why did how did you how did you keep yourself from getting caught up into a bunch of bad decisions by spreading so fast? And furious just because the state opens up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. That's exactly at that time. Go back to 2019 and yeah. 20. It was sort of like plant a flag in every state. Do yeah. like a per population analysis. We could serve all these patients and all these customers. And you do this model like you were some telecom company. And this is, those companies all went bankrupt, too. And yeah. the telecom companies in the, in the 2000 era time frame. Listen, that's not the way. It's all about cash flows and sustaining your business. I knew how volatile the stock market is in cannabis. So I yeah. said, you know, listen, we got to raise the cash and build cash flows. And you do yeah. that by concentrating and build up, you know, significant assets in the area. It's not spreading. It's easier to manage. You get the customers to get to know beyond hello, our store, they right. get to know the lab, the bank, our products. And, and so, and so that we, we, we thought we were being concentrated before it got popular. You know, I mean, I think people started to recognize it specifically with true leaf, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they started to recognize the power of that concentration. And, but we were early before everybody recognized it. And, and listen, the great part Vern, about our, for our shareholders today yeah. We we're able to pick off deals now and be yeah. kind of like a unique buyer in certain markets where everybody now is caught up in their issues or they're already in that state. They're at the yeah. caps. So well, and just, you have a chance to learn. You see it from the sidelines, what's happening in these markets, yeah. and you can adjust the way you and how you enter and et cetera. Yeah. And and, and it's just supply demand. So we went yeah. into Massachusetts. You know, I felt like there were tons of assets. We looked at 15 different assets. We bought one. We, yeah. we got a great, fantastic deal. There was no other buyers. They mean, you know, people always play tough. They pretend like there's other buyers. Like, okay, great. That sounds like a really good deal. You ought to take that. Guess what happens? Yeah. They come back to you a few weeks later and, hey, you know, let's talk again. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 you know, so the, the supply demand in Massachusetts, we were able to pick up a fantastic deal there at Nature's Remedy. 
Uh, we just picked up. We're closing. Uh, we just closed a deal in Nevada. We're closing yeah. another. In, you in expanded April. Nevada, right? April. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. We're putting together a series of assets. You know, people. You know, people got their got their fill in Nevada. They were yeah. like the big players. They were filled up on acquisitions, and we kind of got in there, and you know, we're able to get a, a, a deal we could live with. Um, on a on a significant group of assets that we like, so it's great. I'm, it. I'm super excited about where we stand. No, that's great. You've done a, a tremendous job, and we're going to take a quick break and come back, uh, Jim. Um, and 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 really, I want to really get into a couple things. I want you to think about this on the break. I want to get into what's happening in and and the world of work at Jushi, and then I want to also talk about brands and branding. Um, in, 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 in the cannabis environment and, and really uh, get your take on some of that stuff. I'm Vern Davis. I'm the host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is the chairman, CEO, and founder of Juicy Holdings, Mr. Jim Cassiapo. We'll be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis. My guest today on the show is Jim Cassiapo, and he is the chairman, CEO of Jushi. Now, Jim, we're having this really cool discussion here. I, I really want to get into some things that I really like to talk about because every industry uh, is affected by these uh, issues and that's what's happening in work in the world of work, juicy, uh, the environment and cannabis. What's what? What's your take on that? And what do you? What is it like being at Juicy? Yeah, listen, I, I I would say, you know, we're growing uh, dramatically. So you know, yeah. we're up to twelve hundred and fifty or more employees. Um, so it's wow. hiring, it's training, it's, it's applying yeah. technology on the grower processor side as we're putting in big machines. Um, you know, labor is tight. Um, so depending upon the state, we're, you know, we've had the most difficulty in Massachusetts, um, but labor's tight in the, across the country. You have to treat people well. Uh, we want awards for the way we manage our employees and, and you know, for employee, you know, employee ha ha happiness. So, you know, we create a, a, a very diverse, uh, productive environment um, and, you know, try to create a, you know, uh, a, a, a really, you know, wonderful place to work. Cannabis is an industry where, although it's tough to hire, people want to work in cannabis. You know, they they very, feel very passionate about it. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're lucky as an industry in this environment with inflation and tough to hire people. We're lucky to be in this industry because it's one that people want to work in. Just got to find them. Exactly. Right? You, and, ju you and, just got to yeah. find them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's that. That is true. What about um, what what about this 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 topic that's um, that's out there now in, in cannabis, the, the the move to unionization? How is that? What's happening there? Um, we're not seeing that across the board. We uh -huh. we have one. We bought a unionized company in Pennsylvania. It was already unionized um, when we bought it and it may have scared away some other folks. But, we, you know, we, we've had a good working relationship with the union. You know, okay. um, it, 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 the cost structure is really not very different. Uh, I, I don't think that it's going to be a big thing in cannabis because the industry pays well. You know, we're very dependent. We love our employees. They do great for us. We're very focused. Without them, we couldn't do it, right? We have a ton of hourlies in our in our stores and in our plants. And, 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 and we pay them well. We have good benefit plans. So they don't really gain a lot by unionizing. And our union work 
force in, in you know Scranton, Pennsylvania, and, and, and three, three other stores we have in the Scranton area in Pennsylvania. They're, they're fine. They're great. Yeah. You know, and 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 we've done well with that. And 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 I would say that um, so there's not much of a differential, and I don't think that's something you really need to think too much about as a cannabis uh, investor. I, I got it. I got it. Now, when you think culture, right? Mm-hmm. What if you were to describe the culture at Jushi? Tell me about that, and and why is that successful? Because it's obviously successful. Yeah, the the, the culture at Jushi is you know very open. I would say very open. Uh, dialogue, you know, confronting the issues, kind of cutting through, um, you know, we're all nice to each other, we're very collegial, you know, we like team play, team play is yeah. rewarded. Uh, and then, and then the, it's where the idea exchange is rewarded to come up with ideas and discuss it and push back and have open mind and teaching and learning and, and growth, you know, so I think, I think that's kind of what we, you know, sort of instill. And we provide a lot of tools. We have something called uh, Cultivate You, which is which is our oh, online cool. service to educate people. We we try to make some of the stuff fun, you know, for mm-hmm. you know for the, for some of the hourlies who are very important to our business, how they learn and how they get on their phones. So it's like everything else they do. They use, you know, they use this, the phone, and they mm-hmm. they sort of get on um, play, and it's almost like a game, just kind of getting trained into the regulatory framework. So we try to make it easy, you know, with our controls and place and structures teaching and and we keep it again it's we keep it positive and very open and you know from a leadership standpoint you try to you know uh um you reward the people who are good team players and good people and you try you get and if you see bad people bad attitudes you get rid of them quickly um you know we promote diversity and you know there, there are some you know outdated uh, uh people out there and you know they just unfortunately don't have the right education and background we, you know we don't tolerate there's a zero tolerance policy on this stuff and you know human resource in our companies uh a very strong department and pushes us forward in that in that way no, it's um, it's um, it's great. Um, it, you know, are your folks? Uh, do you have like central locations where offices where you have people come in all the time, or or people are working from home? Or how have you guys dealt with that? Yeah. So okay, of the twelve hundred and fifty people, yeah. the vast majority in stores, right? Yeah, that's right. Customers. Exactly. So it's customers, customer service, and then right. the other big pod is in the plants. So uh-huh. and then of the people who aren't in the stores and plants, we have a we have several locations where where we have offices, the biggest yeah. being in Boca Raton, Florida, which is where I'm from. Right. And uh, and it's, it's been a great, people like moving here and we've had a, a, a good time hiring, but we felt like for certain areas like accounting, we sort of were tapping out the market. So we opened up a sto- uh, an office in Cincinnati, Ohio recently. And okay. there's a lot of, there's a lot of accounting talent, IT talent, some other good talent up there in Ohio. You know, yeah. there you have Dr. Gamble, you have all these great companies up there. Yeah. So so, so yeah. we get to feed on that employee base. So we diversified that. And we've always had this center of uh, a two, two other uh, a center in, in Colorado, uh, uh, Denver. You know, that's the weed, you know, one of the weed capitals, you know. Uh, Los right. Los and right. So Denver you have a presence there. Yeah. Presence there. And that's a lot of our, that's a lot of our cannabis experts. And then California, we have a nice. Uh, presence, but it's a kind of work from home presence. We okay. really, really have an office, and then we hire people remote. It's a big advantage hiring people it, remote. So it, it, people, it is a huge advantage, Jim. 
Yeah, we, we let yeah. people, we, we'll recruit people. You're in Texas, you can stay in Texas. Uh, yeah. Or you're in, you know, I mean, you know, there's some limitations, like it's hard or hard to hire somebody in Hawaii, but we do, you know, we do, we have a small <laughs> asset base in the Northeast. And, yeah. And, 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 and so we love hiring people who are working and living up there, you know, and, and, okay. and so, you know, it, we definitely promote, a, 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 you know, the, 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 the geographic diversity and work from home and especially for the yeah. jobs who travel a lot, you know, you're not necessarily to congregate. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jim. Now, when is the, I want to switch gears. What, when is the consumer, the cannabis consumer, uh, going to walk into one of your dispensaries and can walk up to your bud tender and tell them exactly what they want and what it does for them and how it makes them feel and give them enough information that you're Tender can with the little education that they got from the consumer can actually give them give them choices. Yeah, so we think that already happens. Uh, okay, uh, you know, in the regulated markets of Pennsylvania, which is big for us, and yeah. uh, Virginia, which is our fastest grower, they they're required to have pharmacists, and there's consultations with the pharmacists. So the pharmacists are talking to all the patients, and yeah. they get up to speed very quick on cannabis, and they yeah. get trained pharmacists. So there's a there's that whole mechanism. And we found, you know, you know, yeah. our cannabis people came out of Colorado in a much less regulated market, you know, that way, no pharmacists required. We found having that sort of local experts great. The bud tenders is it's less consistent, right? Because how much do they really know? Something are they trained and they're not talking to that many? Right. But but it, we we do find that the but that the, like one of so the the model then is to to not like rely on all your bud tenders for that. So what we do. Is, is in these medical states where it's new yeah. and people are learning about the product, probably the most important market to service the patient in that way, you know, most of the people come in online, right? They want to see if you have the product, what products you have, what's the price. They'll come in online and they're, mm-hmm. they're only purchasing online. The, the people who understand the product and know what they want, they come in online and they just come and pick it up. So the people mm-hmm. who pick it up with that bud tender is much less, um, you know, knowledgeable. That's and, and maybe a lower paid person than the mm-hmm. bud tender with all the expertise. And then, the, and then the ones who come in the store without pre-ordering, you know, they're 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 in a different part of the store where they get more direct interface. So we try to take the people who who have less experience. You put them into the uh, online, the pickup area, the express area, and then the other ones that have the experience to sort of uh, advise about the product. The, the, those folks are in the the 20 or 30 percent patients who don't come in online most of them understand after a while understand it and they just want to come in and out and get a good price got it got it okay yeah i i see i can see that in the medical uh arena where you have the pharmacist there i'm, I'm always concerned about um how it really works and and the uh adult use um yeah, the adult use markets, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're, you know, like I- I- Illinois came out of medical and it just boomed so hard, so fast. I mean, the market yeah. grew four times, I mean, 4X in like, you know, overnight that, you know, I mean, we had lines coming out of the stores. And yeah. You know, we're, yeah. 
So, crazy. you know, I mean, how much consultation was going on? I mean, the people behind you, like, hurry it up, you know, <laughs> you know they're waiting for half an hour. So, you know, there's different environments, you know, in this crazy yeah. industry, you know, but, yeah. you know, and, and then, and then we just did our acquisition in Massachusetts. And so Illinois, you know, you know, you know, that, 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 you know, it needs that next set of new stores to bring down the volume per store before you can maybe customize it. If that's yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally get yeah, it. Because right yeah, now yeah. they're slammed. They're, they're slammed. slammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Massachusetts, and they've had, they've, you know, the stores have been held up. Going back to your first question about the difficulty yeah. of cannabis, they're held up in lawsuits and stuff. And then in Massachusetts, we just bought it. We're getting a sense of that, um, you know, as an adult use market. In Nevada, we're just closing. So so we're just getting our our, our our feet wet. Maybe next time we talk, we could talk about those, you know, how yeah. we're customers. No, that, that's great. Hey, why, why hasn't the market really i mean your performance why is the market it's not just you it's yeah. it's it's the industry just haven't reflected your your share price just hasn't reflected the the performance and what you guys have put into it so yeah i mean we first started raising money at a dollar yeah you know, we got some warrants so the the first set of investors is only a four-year-old company they've tripled their money so people have made yeah. money in Rishi, right which is important right. we, we did a few rounds between a dollar and two and 225 so it's a lot of money made we went public at 275 those we trade as high as nine a lot of those people yes. come in, in a public company are very trading oriented so they've had a chance people have had a chance to get out of high prices so we're bringing right. in new capital now it's it's you know it's a very volatile market you know just the statistical yeah. volatility 70 percent the standard and poor's volatility is 20 percent so that means it just moves up and down a lot for your customers who aren't sort of you know stock market experts. Just the the the, the rate and pace of move is much much higher. It goes much higher on the ups and higher lot lower on the lows. So that's the background. The reason why it's trading towards the lows right now for the industry, the 52 week lows, so the one year lows, is right. because is because you know. Um, there's a limited number of buyers who can come in uh, because of the federal illegality. So like, you know, funds like Fidelity or BlackRock, the most mm -hmm. famous funds that you know where your money is in your 401k, they, they're not investing. They, they A lot of them would like to. We talked yeah, to before. They, yeah. they put in, they can't custody their shares. So the shares need to be held at a bank because it's illegal, they won't let them hold it. So there's all these technical issues why even if they get comfortable from an organizational standpoint, hey, it's they legal in the States, it. we're fine with that. These guys are legal, they, there's nowhere to hold it because of the banking system. Right. Right. And you know, and the, and that's a very powerful mechanism. You, you see this on the very extremely unfortunate Ukrainian uh, Russian war, you know, you see what how powerful we use the banking system globally as a as a as a as a weapon of war, right? right. Effectively, um, and 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 by the way, they're doing that to the cannabis industry. You know, so that hurts the ability for people to invest. That's why people focus on federal legalization so much because I think the shares are going to you know really really perform. But having once it goes legalized, but I think Jushi and the and a lot of other people in the industry were trading so cheap. You know, we have positive regulatory change that could happen in Pennsylvania, in Virginia. Yeah. We also have the growth. You know, we're projecting that we're going to go from $200 million of revenues last year, 210, to, to, to almost 400 by a run rate by the end of the fourth quarter. Those are our public, you know, pronouncements. So that's so much growth. I mean, you just want to get a part of that and 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 you can't worry too much about the volatility. And if, uh, if we don't give investment advice on these things, but you know, you you want to just you know yeah. come in slowly and you know not 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 put all the eggs in in one trade. You know, it's it's it's, it's right. It, Got to be careful. Yeah. No, no, you 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 do, and um, you know, it just goes to show you the power of we could get that banking act passed. 
the power and the money that could flow into the industry would be dynamic. Yeah, I mean, and it shows you how unfair the federal, you know, yeah. I'm so frustrated with the feds. You know, I just bet you my whole, and Yeah, I mean, and, and, and not just for cannabis, you know, I, I mean, this, bi- this partisan fighting, I mean, it's yeah. just not getting done. I mean, their COVID inconsistency and, you know, and, and, and just, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just like, you know, people are getting frustrated with the government, but yeah. there's no sector in the stock market I mean, the Fed, the federal government's at war with cannabis through the banking system. We see what that does to Russia. It's, it's bringing them to their knees. It's keeping China away from the war because they don't want to be a part of that banking, banking issue. No, yeah. I mean, and, and, that, and, that, and, that is a very interesting perspective you just put out there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, I want to I say this. And, 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 and they all talk about social equity and all the things they want to do for less privileged people, people who have been damaged by cannabis. Guess yeah. what? Who, who, who do you think is hardest to, to do a business banking than people who've had an issue with the law and cannabis or people who haven't had, had the, the privilege to, to go to the schools or haven't had the success and the money and the and yeah. this and that and the connections? You know, they could use a bank account to run their business in cannabis. You know, so, th- th- I mean, these people. I love it. And by the way, and the states yeah. provide them with these licenses in Illinois and, 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 and now in Massachusetts. The states are doing it, Right. The states no. are doing it, and the feds are saying no. They can't run their businesses. They can't have a bank account. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's mind boggling, and and then you're you're hearing news of you know in, in states where the the tax revenue of of cannabis is outpacing adult beverage, right? Yeah, and Schumer it, and, and the Schumer and his his crew they want to. They want to have this huge bill that that nobody can agree to, so nothing happens. You wonder if they're really anti-cannabis. Are they really anti-cannabis? I mean, they're hurting the small people more than they hurt us, but they hurt us too. I mean, just yeah. come on, guys. I mean, this is stupid. It's it, this is it's gotten very very silly. And that to answer your question is why yeah. we're at fifty-two week lows. Is people can invest. Listen, I think it's a great story anyway. Even if the federal, the feds don't you know, uh-huh. flip the switch. But when they do flip the switch, it's just gonna, I think it's going to be amazing. And, 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 but, 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 but even if we don't, Jushi's going to be great. I would like to see the flip the switch for the whole industry for right. all these, for all these entrepreneurs who these, you know, social equity candidates yeah, that put it on the line for this. Industry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these people aren't doing other things because they see the upside in this business and they, and they, and they, and it falls on them the hardest. No, I think that is so right. And that's a great place to, to really, I love your, your passion on that topic. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place for us to end the discussion this time, uh, Jim. And I, I really appreciate you coming back. And I know we'll get, we'll get together again uh, back later in the year because I know there's going to be some amazing things that Jushi Holdings is really taking care of uh, coming up. And I'm excited to learn about it. So really appreciate Jim. You're coming on, man, and uh, and being a part of what we do on Plant Profits. Uh, welcome, everybody, again, Jim Cassiapo, who's the CEO, founder, and chairman of Jushi Holdings. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Vernon. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. And please go there now and download and, and, and join 
um, plant profits and go to anywhere you get your podcast, any outlet, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere, and get it and, and look for this show with Jim Cassiapo, chairman of, of uh, Jushi, uh, coming out shortly. And we look forward, forward uh, for you joining us on this particular show and podcast. And you can follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, social media, Facebook, all of Instagram, wherever you you plug in there, we are there. And you can really get a sense of how we're building companies and how we're changing people's lives through talent acquisition and what we do. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.